0: Of Ramsey Solutions broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. What is happening, America? It's the Ramsey Show. We're hanging out to have a conversation about your life, your mental health, your relationships, your work, and your money. I'm John Deloney, joined here by one of the greatest people you will ever know, Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls live, 888 825 5225 It's 888 825 5225 Five two two five. Let's go out to Gretel in Fargo, North Dakota. What's up, Gretel? Hi.
1: Good afternoon, everyone.
0: Good afternoon to you. Um, What's happening?
1: Well, um, I got married to um, a guy who got divorced, and it was um, well, the divorce was fine, but we found out that I found out right after I got married to him that the divorce paper had been so unfair with, um, all the debts that she put in towards my husband's name, which he didn't know. And, um, what he agreed with it just for peace and stuff. And like the student loan they made together during their marriage was put on all to his name. And for the past five years, we've, um, had quite problems with every year. she is homeschooling the boys and she wants us to help with homeschooling. Well, as far as I know, and what is written in, um, in the, um, in the divorce or like, like generally child support should cover education and other stuff. And that's what's in the court system in Minnesota says. And, um, um, But now we, I, me and my husband decided that we should not help her with the finances. Like she wants us to pay $200 a month toward homeschooling. And I told my husband that instead of putting it in um, cash, then let's put it toward the boys. Like we spend more time with them so we could have more time because we see them hardly ever at all and even though in a divorce paper it's just supposed to stay every weekend but she's taking them most of the time so i said instead of that money giving towards her well she had the the divorce paper had been unfair so it's just fair enough that we put um the money instead towards seeing the boys and then she could um like Okay, Greta. What? Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your question? Yeah, huh? with with um, what is that? Like food and stuff. Yeah, Greta. What's know? what's your question? Yeah, the question is, um, is it are we morally obliged to fund this woman? Like, is it okay to financially support her because her she is in financial struggle right now?
0: Okay. And to me, H- yeah. So first. Um, we're going to follow the divorce decree. And what the divorce decree tells us to send, we're going to send. You, as the new wife, can look at the divorce decree that your grown-up husband signed and say this wasn't fair. But you choosing to waste one second of energy being upset about that is a choice you are making to be miserable. Don't do that. Yeah. You married in. It's what is and we're going to pay it off cuz that's what we all agreed on in court or that's what he agreed on in court yeah
1: we we paid off we paid off everything good deal and good deal yeah and so uh, hold on hold on um
0: i i am way happens. more i'm okay. way more concerned when i'm thinking okay. about the the health and wellness of these kids
1: yeah. outside of
0: their four walls yeah. i'm way more concerned That when they're 14, 15, 17, 18, one of them's going to look their father in the eye and say, Hey, the court said you could visit me every weekend. Why didn't you fight for me? And so, no, no, no. That's a choice y'all make. And no, I would not be, I would not do things above and beyond the court order unless we sat down as three adults or if she's remarried and agreed on, Hey, there's been some different needs. And if we can be adults about it, great. And if we can't, then we'll, we'll go back to court and see what we need to do. But um, no, somebody can't just say, hey, by the way, I decided to do a new thing. you got to give me more money. That's not how that works. That's why the court has a decree that everybody agrees to and everybody follows. Um, if your kids are suddenly unsafe or your husband's kids are unsafe, they are in a home where they're not eating, there's not heat, there's not basic um, necessities, then y'all have to step in and you probably have to get an attorney to help you with that. And this isn't about winning and this isn't about punishing her. This is about taking care of those kids. Um, And I'm saying if she's in financial straits and needs to start charging you guys for $200 every month for homeschool, it doesn't make any sense to me. But here's what I want to do. I want to start this whole conversation by we're going to follow the divorce decree. We're going to follow what the thing says. I'm going to go get my kids every single weekend. And if you don't want to give me my kids, then I'm going to take you to court because those are my children and I'm going to see my kids. I'm going to pay the child support every single month as written. I'm going to take care of it. If you come to me as an adult and say, hey, there's some specific needs and here's it. But you getting $200 here, we're going to put in this account over here and we're going to do it. That just makes this whole thing a mess. Don't do that. Follow the plan as it's written first. Let's do the basics. And then if y'all want to have adult conversations about specific needs beyond that and y'all can all three agree to be adults, cool. And if you can't, great. Then let's move on.
2: Through your experience, John, working with families, blended families, how, what percentage and, well, I guess the, the, that doesn't matter, what qualities do people have that make this kind of situation like really good for the kids versus it's, putting them in the... In the middle, and it's and it you yeah. know I mean? destroys them. Like what what's the it's like what are the things that that she Gretel and her husband things that they can be doing for themselves to grow and say hey we want to become healthier mm-hmm. for this situation. Yeah. What are those characteristics that you see within families that do it really well?
0: Almost without exception, they are they choose we're going to be very adult minded about this, and every bit of our energy can be focused on what's the greatest environment we can make for these children. And that means I'm going to put down my jealousy every time I see her with her new husband. I'm going to put down my insta-rage that comes over mm-hmm. me every time I see him with that woman he cheated with me on. Now they're married. Mm-hmm. Because going to war after court, going to war during court, it's, it helps nobody. And then this situation, what's happening here is these children are becoming pawns. It's a way for, potentially for, ex-wife to get some more money. Yeah, It's a way for them to she's not following this. So I'm going to do that. You cannot use your kids yep. as weapons. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Um, I have been astounded over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years watching adults be adults. Like I've learned from watching divorced couples say, yeah, I mean, we were married and we were in love and we had plans and didn't work out and we have three kids and so we meet every month to talk about what's going on in our life we're able to be civil at, at child conferences we all show up because we're grown-ups yep and we are sad in the car but we're adults and dude it's beautiful when mm. people choose to it's put good. maturity above
2: <laughs> but i want you. in the moment yep yes good
0: ugh, so ugh. be adults everybody be adults we'll be right back
3: With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800 356 4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800 356 4282. Eighty
0: two. Hey, this is the Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz. It really helps us out. You don't have to buy anything. It takes 13 seconds. If you will do us a huge favor, share the show. And yes, it is self-serving. It helps our ratings and all that. If you leave a five-star review, if you just hit the subscribe button. But here's why I'm asking you to do that. It kicks up the show in the algorithms, and it puts the show. It puts specific calls. It puts debt free screams. It puts those moments that people are craving. Those those moments that can push somebody over the edge and say, "Now is the time to change my life." It will put it in their podcast feed. If we get more five star reviews, it puts it in on YouTube on their YouTube channel. It kicks it up more. If you will go subscribe, so it's a it's a low it's a no cost way to support the show, but more importantly, to help put this show in front of other people who need it the life-changing um, advice, the life-changing plans that we, that we offer folks. Thank you so much for being with us and thank you for helping out your your neighbor um, by leaving review positive reviews and by hitting the subscribe button wherever you consume this show. All right, let's go to Cameron in H-Town. Go Strohs. What's up, Cameron? Hello. Uh,
4: thanks for having me. I'm 62 years old. I was fortunate to retire two years ago in that time I gave uh, my two adult daughters sixty grand apiece to buy houses, so they're set. Wow. I have four fifty awesome. in our IRA, I have a paid off house worth about two fifty. I have two new vehicles and everything's paid for. Uh, the IRA, my wife is beneficiary. The house is in both my wife and my name, and cars are in both our name do i need a will just yet i'm thinking i can wait till one of us are gone and then line it up but the way things are set up right now you think i feel if i go she gets everything
0: um i need a will i i think you needed a will 25 years ago and here's where i'm coming from on that um one, I was the dean of students at a law school for about for five or six years. I forgot how, about five years. And I got to see, have a ringside seat to what happens in probate court, what happens when um, relatives come out of the woods, when kids sue their parents, when cousins sue their, their, their aunts. It's madness. And so you have, man, you have done an incredible job financially. Um, Here's the second thing. I have spent a chunk of my career doing death notifications, showing up with police officers in the middle of the night when somebody's lost their spouse, when somebody's lost a child. And the number of times I've had a spouse look at me and say, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where stuff is. I don't know where the paper is. I don't know where this is. I don't know who to call. And a will helps consolidate all of that information into a single place. And it also, you have conversations about what do you want your funeral to look like? Where do you want to be buried? What do you want these things? And those are not pleasant conversations. They're not fun. Um, We've had them so many times in my house. Now it's just become routine. Um, But it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It gives the executor of the will, um, if you were to pass away tomorrow, and your wife is grieving like she's going to and doesn't know what day it is. It gives the people in, in, that you care about in your life an opportunity to walk in and say, okay, here's what happens first. Here's what happens second. Here's what happens third. It helps direct the courts. It just, it just cleans just up. It just makes it all easier, up, yeah. Okay?
2: And Cameron, and God forbid something happened to you and your wife together, right? You would probably want this stuff to be passed to your kids right. at that point. So it just gives... Yep. Um, it just gives direction and it takes out a lot of the hoops and stuff that people have to jump through um, with your assets. And so it just it makes it smoother. And to Cameron, they're not that expensive. You can get, you know, state specific wills. Mama Bear Legal Forms is a great website. You can do an online form, especially if it's not a complicated estate. You can just do a will online, um, you know. Pay some money and and it's done. Like it's not that that's, expensive. And, and
0: that's what I did mine, Cameron. I did mine with Mama Bear Legal Forms. It's a simple will. I just don't. I don't have a lot, um, and it's straightforward. Just very similar to your situation, except you get way more money than me. It's it's just straight across the board, and it's simple, and it just says it goes to here. Just and,
4: get it notarized and go it in a safe, sir. Get it notarized. Do it online and. Get it notarized or do I go to just, just
0: just go to mamabearlegalforms.com and and um, follow follow the follow the process there and i will just walk you right through it. Um, or if you've got a, a buddy who's an attorney at your local church and they can work, I mean there's there's a there's a bunch of ways to do it. I did it with Mama Bear um, because it's an it's it's a sponsor on the show um it's a group that we've had a relationship with a long time
2: and they make it very easy and they make that's it, one dude, it was we, so
0: yeah. easy i've had a super complex will with seven different parts and all the, this one was very simple and straightforward and that's why i went with it my wife did it too
2: yep so just yeah follow follow that they direct you basically hold your hand through this process because it because it's a weird process it's you super know, creating weird your will and yeah. all that um but Cameron, you've done a you've done a fabulous job, um, and this just is one of those safety net things that's just really wise. So, yeah, it's something that we all we tell people all the time. It's stuff you don't want to think about, but life insurance and a will are two things, and you need life insurance if someone is dependent upon your income. You would need you need life insurance. Even you stay at home moms out there, you need life insurance on you because if something happens to you then dad has to sit there and say, okay, who's going to help with the kids? How, how, how are we going to keep life afloat? And so, man, that is the one thing I'm like, if anyone, if, if everyone out there could have term life insurance, mm-hmm. we've heard just the horror stories oh, on man. this show of people that pass on sudden things and, and and then the spouse is you know, has nothing and they have to go and, and go back to work, maybe plug back in when they weren't. I mean, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking in the midst of like a really, really hard time. So term life insurance, our friends at Xander recommend them. Um, and getting that, and everyone needs a will, a will, a will, because again, it, it's it's not that expensive, and it just makes all of this so much easier when you have a legal document that says here's where That's everything right. is. It just makes it it makes it smoother.
0: And I'll I'll, I'll take it one step further, Cameron. Um, if you haven't already, you sound like somebody that probably has already done this, but for everybody listening, keep that something that you update once a month once every three or four months once a quarter um and i'm behind on mine so i gotta go do it keep on a single piece of paper somewhere where everyone in your home knows where it is all of your passwords where the bank account is where the information is so that if something have who to call so if something happens to you there's it's as easy as possible here's what we're going for a hundred percent of us pass away rachel what we're going for is, can I set my wife up in a situation where when I go, she has the blessing to just spend some time grieving? She doesn't have to spend time wondering how she's going to eat. She doesn't have to spend time who's wondering- the Who's it
2: the insurance agent? policy? Who's we don't the, know. Yep.
0: It's all right here. Yep. And she gets the blessing and privilege of just being sad for a long time. Yes. And that's what we're going for here. And
2: right? you know what, John? It's funny. I'm in my mid-30s. So both of our, Winston's parents and my parents, both active- you know working living life it's great both which applause to them have set us all down as separate families right we have with the ramses and then the cruises have done the same with us um and winston's parents every other year they sit down with the grown kids and they say hey here and his dad does that he hands over a sheet of paper and it's everyone imaginable and then he has another list of of the financial i mean they are so open yeah because it's like, and then and then we go through scenarios. Mm-hmm. If something happens to me, if something happens, you know, to my mother-in-law, if something both happens, here's, and, and who's on the, who, yes. I mean, it, it's all right there. And then the Ramseys, we've done the same thing. We do it once a year. And yep. it's like, and as, a, and as an adult child, I'm so thankful. So all of you in your 60s and 70s who have adult children have these conversations. Yeah. And I know it's awkward. It's weird. It's terrible. The Ramseys. we have done it for so long, and we're, we call it the "When Dave Dies" meeting. Well, it's it, so my terrible. Dad's,
0: my dad was a homicide detective. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna die." So yeah. here's the. So in our <laughs> house, know. I've dad. had to, I've had to be careful <laughs> okay. that not every family talks like we do. Totally, right? totally, yeah. I know. But but so, last Christmas, my dad brought the updated will in an envelope and he goes hey this is where this is This, and he yes. just, it was like a Christmas present <laughs> oh, and no. it was a Christmas present
2: it really I mean we joke about it but y'all in a time of crisis like parents that do this and have these conversations and Such plan it is it really is and so. for
0: you parents who are 60s, 70s, 50s I promise you when you have all this written down you will sleep a little bit deeper because mm. you, you've thought it through you know where it all is and you'll be good to go this is the Ramsey Show we'll be right back This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. Rachel, one of the great cautions for people who are on radio, who do podcasts with media, is whatever happens, don't get yourself canceled.
2: Oh yeah, and John's alone. I'm about to get myself canceled. Did? <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: So. Okay. So the other day I posted on social media. I don't even have my. I've got I, it on I cell phone. have got it. Of course. You, you ready? Did. Yes. All right. Here's what. Here's America. A, here's what I posted.
2: It's a text post on Instagram. So. There's no
0: pictures or anything. No
2: pictures. Just like a black square with white fonts. You ready? Parents, make no mistake. Youth travel sports are for you, not your kids if athletic achievement is their only way to connect with you they will give up every weekend of their childhood chasing a little ball to win your love do what you're gonna do that's fine just be honest about the real beneficiary and then you said quick edit at the bottom
0: oh okay well hold on I'll tell you about that okay okay so I posted that that
2: is a that is a freaking like black and white statement though
0: it is it is and make no
2: mistake youth <laughs> travel is. sports are for you like there's you gave no like possibly two percent the kid loves it right like you went hard, I and, went I, hard. and i have hard. my opinions i have my opinions.
0: the paint. and in the in the in the post itself i said hey this is my working hypothesis i think i'm right but i'd love to hear from you and did you hear Within from them two hours i lost one thousand five hundred followers just forget this guy um hundreds of opinions come came flying in which is what i asked for i loved it yeah and one of the most common statements early on was oh this is one of those guys that's never done sports or spoken like a true non-sport guy (laughs) so i did something i almost never do a i read the comments i never do that and i did this time and b i actually plugged back in and said just in case you're wondering I played travel baseball before it was travel baseball. Back when it was, we were traveling all over with all-star teams and stuff. I was pretty good. Then I was a two-year multi-sport starter in high school, varsity starter in, in high school, and then I went to college on a scholarship, on a, on a athletic scholarship. And then after college, I was running around with an Getting my head kicked in with a professional MMA team. So I've spent my whole life doing this. Okay, and Sports, yes, I've got two little kids now, and the machine was kicking up, and I started asking myself, "A, this is way different than when I was involved."
2: In. Oh man, it's
0: and a different. And as world. I went down the rabbit hole, good God Almighty, look at this national uh, nationally. Visitor spending associated with sporting events, which consists primarily of youth and amateur sports tournaments, reached roughly $92 billion in the most recent data available. $92 billion. It is a multi, 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 multi multi-billion dollar industry.
2: So here's what... Can I throw another stat in this? throw them all in there. Because here's what's crazy. So the typical parent spends $693 per per child per year so 700 now if you go into the travel world frequently is frequently you can spend up to twelve thousand dollars per year with that money going towards travel and team fees according to a survey by project play again the average sports out there is six hundred and ninety three dollars But parents spend on excess $12,000 for travel. And that does not include private training clinics or sports summer camps, which also can cost hundreds to thousands of dollars, even more per year.
0: And so this conversation started about a decade ago when I was working in higher ed and I was meeting with my friends were athletic trainers and the number of athletic trainers saying, hey, we're starting to see joint injury usage injuries that we have normally only been reserved for the elderly. Oh, 18 wow. year olds who have been playing not only just baseball since they were five but a particular position that they went and got a special coach for and special this and special that and they play on this team and this team and this team and they've done the same repetitive motion for the last 16 years during some of the most critically developmental critical developmental moments of their life and their shoulders look like the shoulders of 80 year olds oh my gosh. and so i started thinking whoa that doesn't sound right um and so, man, if you go down the rabbit hole, the scholarship
2: yeah, oh, go ahead. yeah, yeah. The,
0: the links between travel sports and professional sports is virtually zero. Yeah, right. Um, the psychological and prof- and challenges and professional too. That's, that's they, what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. The psychological challenges, the social isolation, the travel, the altered relationship with families, the research is starting to come out saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? What are we doing? And so I started asking myself, why are we doing this?" Because I want my kids to play sports because I feel like I got a lot from them. I learned discipline. I learned how to fail in public. I learned all these great things. But to the tune of every weekend of our family, right? To the tune of we're paying off debt, yet we're spending twelve grand per kid to play tennis, to play hockey, to go on all these soccer tournaments. Right. And the most common feedback I get is, is twofold. Number one, my kid loves it. And yes, here's my response what, to that. Here's yeah. my response to that. My... I woke up this morning, and she, my wife's out of town, and so it was just me and Josephine, my six-year-old. She asked me right when she woke up, stumbles in, gives me her morning hug, and says, "Can I have ice cream?" She loves it. She loves it. Can I have ice cream for breakfast? No, Josephine Mm -hmm. can't have ice cream. Oh, I know. Can I have pancakes? And you tell. It's my job as a parent Mm -hmm. to say, "Hey, I know you love this, and if you miss every weekend." What happens to your academics? If you are only with this group of 12 people in this group forever, yes, you make some deep relationships, but you miss a whole cascade of people that are different than you, that think different, that worship different. That, That's
2: right? a great point because that was going to be my feedback to you of like, yeah, but what if the kid's so good and they love it?
0: Yes. But you're still the parent. Like, you're the if, parent your though job. Even they love
2: it, they, oh yeah.
0: Because my kid would eat ice okay. cream every step of the way.
2: So the financial, the financial piece, I never like to say... I would never spend X amount on a car. Absolutely. I would never spend that much for a vacation, right? Cuz you it's all percentages. It's all percentages. So, for some families, $12,000 there are some families that are going into debt. They yes. are
0: or they're not doing things that they otherwise would be would benefit their financial position. It would help their family out.
2: In general, yes. yes. Um and so it's become a detriment financially. That's right. To me that's a hard stop. It's like you we, like we're never on the show going to going to say go into debt for things. So like right. if you're digging yourself in a financial hole for this it's not smart it's right, not wise long term for yourself for your family it's not wise now if it's a small percentage of your income knock your
0: lights out man do your thing
2: if you yeah right it, it, it's not a moral thing based on the money but i but i would caution i like but there. here's here's my thing can i tell you mine uh, yeah. we have three kids okay mm-hmm. our oldest is in second grade and i have had i've had probably five conversations i'd say in the last like six months i don't want to be dramatic here i was gonna say like it last week but it's probably been over the six months That, you know, you're talking to a parent. It's like, yeah, we're going to put her in dance. And we have to do the dance championship league. Elite. Where they they go and travel. Because if she can't, if she doesn't do that, she's not going to make middle school dance team. Because middle school dance team is going to be full of girls that have... Been dancing, right? I'm just using this as an example. And then if you make if you don't make middle school, there's no way you're going to make high school. If you don't make high school, they're going to do drugs and they're going to die because That's they're not exact- going to be able yes. to. Sport. But you plug in, you plug in any other sport, right? Whether it's soccer, baseball. So, John, honestly, as a parent, though, in our county in Na- in Nashville, it's probably very heightened too. I feel like I feel like most everyone does travel sports. It's rare to meet a family that doesn't That's in, right. in in this ca- I mean, seriously, it's crazy. Everyone does. So, I even went down that rabbit hole where I was like.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, here, here's, is, is
2: this, here's- Is this going to be bad for- Here's the
0: data. This is from a study here um, done in 2016. Um, there were 2- 322 athletes invited to the 2015 National Football League Scouting Combine, 80 percent, 87% of whom played multiple sports in high school, and 13% only who only played football. Mm. And what this goes on to say is the greatest gift you can give your kids- is to let them play a bunch of different things and let them have fun and naturally gravitate towards a thing with specialization happening later on in high school and into college.
2: Okay, but what if they don't make the... But what if that's a reality, though?
0: But it's not. You go
2: to play sixth grade soccer. Here's why. If they're athletic, they're going to be athletic?
0: Well... (laughs) If they're LeBron James, you'll know at about age <laughs> six, right? Everyone around that kid, he signed his d- high school, in high school, he signed his, his, his tennis right, shoe right, deal. Right? right, right, right. And there's always the story of Rudy. Yes, we know that there's the story of Rudy. For most of us, the anxiety, intention, and, and expense and frenetic schedules yeah, yep. cause more Damage. challenge to our kids than they're good at soccer. This is The Ramsey Show, 888 5225 For those who remaining listeners, let's go out to uh, Hector in Tampa, Florida. What's up, Hector? Hey,
5: John. Hey, Rachel. Um, my wife and I have a question. We're not sure what to do. I'll give you guys our numbers and then ask my question. Cool. Um, we earn a combined $145,000 a year. We have a main property, which we live, um, which we owe 266,000. It's worth about 525. We have a rental property that we owe 50,000 and it's worth about 200,000. And we have a property, uh, just the bare ground. Um, it's free and clear. It's worth about 40,000. We have $18,000 in debt and $75,000 in savings. We're not sure if we should sell the rental and the, uh, the land, and use some savings um, to possibly pay off our mortgage, our, our primary house, or if we use, uh, should use savings to pay off the rental and uh, the debt that we have.
0: Whew, it's a good question, man.
2: Okay, so if I were you, Hector, um, what's the eighteen thousand dollars in debt?
0: Um, it's just uh, my wife's car and just a couple credit cards.
2: Okay. I would use some of that seventy five thousand dollars, go ahead and pay it off.
0: And that'll leave you with fifty seven thousand bucks. I'd be debt free by this afternoon on those on that thing.
2: Yep. And then the um, for the forty thousand dollar what was that you said was free and clear? Was that is that another another house? That was the property.
1: Just That's the, the property piece of raw ground.
2: Okay. Um We're, what, what were you? What were you gonna do with
0: it?
5: Um, we were thinking about building on it, but it's a little bit far from where we currently live, okay. so we kind of just hanging on, hanging on to it right now.
2: Okay. Do you know like percent? What would what would it go for right now? Forty
5: thousand, about forty fifty thousand. Oh,
2: sorry, it's worth that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't. Know okay. You know, if you're not going to use it, if it's not a piece of ground that you're like, oh, that's our dream and we I really would. want it, there's a part of me that I'm like, I would sell it because it's not going to make an income, right? It's not like there's a house on it. And so you could sell it, put some of that money and some of your emergency money and pay off the rental, the 50000 um, and then start knocking out your your primary mortgage.
0: And here's another thing you can do, man. Um Rachel, stop me if I'm wrong here, but I'm just following the trying to follow the baby steps straight up. Um, you've got you would have fifty-seven thousand bucks if you paid off that eighteen grand this afternoon. You take fifty of that and pay off this next last remaining debt, which is the fifty grand left on that rental property, and then you only have left your mortgage. And um, you've got seven thousand bucks in the bank. You sell that property um, that's just dirt, just sitting there. You sell it for forty or fifty grand, and now you got your money right back, or you roll that money up and you drop your um, you drop your mortgage to I don't know. Uh, actually, I would keep that. I would keep it in in have a, my three to six month emergency fund. So yeah, I'd sell that After, property, pay that rental house off.
2: Do you like the rental house?
0: Um. Not to live, but I like it as a rental
2: property. Sure. Okay. So it makes good income. You feel like if if you didn't have this rental house and you had a paid off primary house and you had no, you guys had no debt, would you go and be a landlord? Like, would you choose to, to invest in, in real estate?
0: Yes. My wife and I do like real estate. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you one other math question. What is your monthly mortgage payment?
5: Um. It's uh, two thousand.
0: Two thousand. What do you bring home on this uh, rental property? What is it? What does it net you? Um, about
5: two hundred dollars.
0: Okay. So, and again, I have a very primitive mind, and I owe no re- own no real estate. Okay. The way I would look at this in my home is I'm trading that two hundred bucks a month for my two thousand dollar mortgage. I would rather have a net gain every month in my home of eighteen hundred dollars. You see, how I'm getting there. Yeah. I would rather pay my mortgage off, no longer send two thousand dollars away, have eighteen hundred, have two thousand bucks minus the two hundred dollars I could have been earning on 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 real estate, and I'd have eighteen hundred bucks in my wallet, more every month. And I know that doesn't take into I, I per, perceived. Like that is the rental for that. Uh,
5: rental property—it's about fifteen hundred. That would be what would be coming in if we had it paid off.
0: I don't know if that matters. Oh, c- against your mortgage. Okay, yeah. So that's just trading five hundred, and then there's the appreciation. So um, it's almost in it another. Minute. I mean,
2: honestly, Hector, if if you owed for considering what you guys make, and if you owed two hundred thousand on a rental, I would sell it. You guys owe $50,000. That's what I'm saying. You're so close, and you can man. clean it up with the sale of the land and the savings and there's a part of me have a paid for rental use some of that rental money to go towards your primary mortgage um and and, and then attack the primary mortgage and that be your next does that make sense yeah yeah that's that's what i would do yeah. and yeah because and i remember on a on a different call dave who shocked me hmm. same kind of situation and he was like well as the numbers are working you could have it paid off and then you throw and I was like, I thought you just say sell everything, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, there's, I mean, there's you're pretty close. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah, pretty because close. the ratios are so small in what you guys have with cash and what you could get with the sell of the land. Um, man, you could you could get there get there so quickly. But it's a great question, Hector. Great question.
0: Yeah, and for those listening, this isn't licensed just to like, oh, cool, we can go this go get just- rental.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, really it's ratios of income and where they're at with cash flow um, ma- makes a huge huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, So, John, I know one issue you don't have in life is switching wallets and purses.
0: Whatever. I've (laughs) got got such a... I got a giant Costanza wallet that I I need a slimmer version of.
2: Oh, really? Well... uh, as as a lady, you know, I have multiple bags and purses. And <laughs> as I'm like, a lady. I have to, you know, it's like, am I am I taking the big bag? Am I taking the backpack because I have all the kids' stuff? Am I coming to work and I need this part? Like, I'm switching stuff all the time. And so, when we talk about being smart with money and budgeting, having cash available and having an envelope or an envelope system is, is key to sticking to your budget. So, I have the Rachel Cruz wallet that has multiple envelopes within the wallet. Mm-hmm. And then we just launched, very recently, the Rachel Cruz Slim Wallet. Dude, that's for me. There it is. The Slim Wallet. This is just for you. I was about to call you George, John. And and it's great because it's a card holder. And everyone's like, that's a lot of cards for people that just talk about debit cards. Listen, there are other it's cards insurance, library Li- card, license, Come on, everything. People. But lots of car hold- card holders. And then in the back, there is one um, kind of zip feature that holds one envelope for cash so if you have that one category that you out. think i need yeah that i need to uh have cash for it's there so it's available in three colors black camel and champagne this is the one i personally use i love it because again george i'm switching Campbell. george yeah, george camel yeah. just for him uh because i'm switching back and forth back and forth all the time so it is made with gener- uh, genuine leather you smell it that's cool it's so great it's so great <laughs> it's cool but we partnered with our friends at join who's they're out of india yeah, they're and they're amazing they're a fair trade company and employ uh, awesome. people in really hard hard places and give them work and trade and skill and they're amazing so anyways if you want to check it out the new rachel cruz slim wallet is available for $39 go to ramseysolutions.com today to get yours.
0: Thank you, Rachel. It's a great Christmas gift. And I didn't do this at the top of this last segment here. Today's scripture of the day is Ephesians 4, 24 through 22 through 24. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Ralph Loren says, the world is open to us and each day is an occasion to reinvent ourselves.
2: Oh. Did you say Lauren?
0: How am I supposed to say it? <sighs> is that right?
2: Me and Ken Coleman had the longest talk about this.
0: Oh my gosh. Lauren. Do you remember that? Ralph Lauren. Or Ralph L- Lauren. Lauren. Lauren.
2: He actually says in the Oprah interview Lauren. Hmm. He doesn't say Lauren. People c- claim he does. I don't know. It's a good debate. I'm going to disagree
0: with you. It's one of the least productive debates ever had in in the history of debates. So thanks for bringing that to our lives. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Everyone in this room is now dumber for what you've just said. (laughs) Hey, I want to thank everybody in the booth. Thank you all the listeners. And we will see you soon. Be kind to one another. Pay off your debts.